0: Hey folks, it's David Bourne from newwildmedia.com and this is the Stay Creative Project podcast where we talk about creativity, we talk about the creative process and all those things that keep us inspired, the practical ways to live more inspired lives. That's my tagline for the podcast, practical ways to live More Inspired Lives. This is episode three, so I'm still kind of getting used to saying that, memorizing that. And actually, I memorized that, which is pretty good. In fact, a quick review of what we've been through so far. Um, Number one, the episode was about inspiration, which is uh, what it's all about. If you can stay inspired, then you can stay active and you can keep that creative wheel going. Episode two is about distraction and how that's one of our number one problems in the modern world, we're distracted by many good things, but unfortunately, we don't get to the great things, because the good things are so abundant around us. But today, I want to talk about the nature connection. As you may have heard me say at the beginning of this, I have a podcast, uh, rather a website, called newwildmedia.com, and that's wild of the new wild media that word is in there because wilderness and the outdoors is extremely important to me and it's probably my number one source of inspiration and in fact I'm sure it is it's my number one source of inspiration and uh, since that keeps me inspired I have decided to build a life and to build a uh, business around nature and the outdoors. So, what does that mean to you, good listener? Well, it means uh, a couple of things. It means that uh, there's a good chance that you too are inspired by nature. I mean, I think most human beings are, some of us more than others. And I want to talk about that a little bit later towards the end of the podcast. But uh, also, I think that there is a inherent built-in uh, love and understanding of nature that we have that has partly gone away from us because of this distraction, the distraction of technology and uh, just life in the modern world. We have gotten farther and farther away from nature, and I think we're missing something. So if we can reflect back on our past and who we are and and better connect with nature. I think we can. I think we can get a lot out of that. So that's one of the things I want to do in this series: is uh, not just talk about the creative process, but weave nature and the outdoors and the wilderness experience, and and just kind of that built-in connection that we have to nature. Uh, I, I want to make that a part of this. And a lot of the examples I'm going to be using, a lot of the people that I want to talk to are nature people and um, that may not make a lot of sense nature people I don't even know what that means but people that really care about the outdoors that care about nature and, and and integrate it into their creative process and their creativity. So back to today's episode uh, little talked a little bit about the nature connection I'm to I want to give you an example of that uh, it's in a way that I want to show you how nature connects for me and, and my childhood and my past. Then I want to talk about, uh, this word, wakantanka. So wakantanka, ever heard that word? It's two words. Have you ever heard that before? Wakantanka? Well, I hadn't heard it, uh, but it is an ancient word from one of the languages of, uh, of the Americas. And it's a pretty important word, so I want to talk about Tanka. I just like to say that too, so that's why I'm throwing it in there, Uh I do say it with great respect, uh, but it does sound pretty cool. And then I want to talk about kids in the mud. Kids in the mud. So the nature connection, Tanka and kids in the mud just a little bit of background from me i live in asheville north carolina in the mountains i love the mountains i've lived here for about 20 years and i just love it and i can remember the moment when i was walking on a path by myself i just remember man this is the place for me and a couple years later i made my way back and now i live here full-time and i'm very grateful for that but I did not grow up here. I grew up on the coast of South Carolina, what we call the low country, and uh, I don't get down there much, but I was down there a few weeks ago. I uh, took a couple of trips down there, actually, and I wanted to play you a video, well, audio from a video that uh, kind of expresses my deep connection to the, uh, to the outdoors, to the outdoors, to the, to the marsh, to the animals, the plants you see in the marsh, just things that happen. When I, when I went down there, I was just overwhelmed by how strong my connection to the marsh and to the low country and to the the water. Uh, you know, it kind of just hit me. So one day I pulled up my phone and I went for a quick walk down uh, a dock and I just kind of let it rip with some thoughts. And so I want to play that for you and just uh, – give me an idea of how deep those connections can be for us. So here goes. Well, growing up in the low country of South Carolina, with the marsh, the creeks, the rivers, the oceans, you really get attached to it. Even the smell of this thick black mud that's home to critters and it's one of the richest birthplaces for seafood that there is. That black richness has a luscious smell, many would say. It's putrid, but to me, to others, we love it. It's in our blood flows through us like these creeks and rivers flow through this mud and sand oyster shell sharks to seagull poop it's all so rich we love it and to be away from it for most of my waking days when you come back it's just a flood of memories of emotions a flood of just I don't know it's just that connection those connections you know just like this these two streamlets coming together that are snaking their way down to the ocean eventually that connection means something it means a lot and you never do get it out of your system. But you don't really want to get it out. It's, it's, too, it's too good. It's just, it just becomes who you are. And you know, the wind, the clouds, sunsets, all of them add up to something so big something that you feel a part of somehow. Even though you know you're just a visitor, it all feels like home. maybe you didn't grow up on the marsh. Oh man, here I am walking through this giant. Man, that's a big bird. Great blue heron. You might not be able to see it down there. That thing is Four feet tall. I hate to scare it off, but... Oh, too late. I pissed him off. He's croaking at me. Sorry, big guy. Ha! Wow. To see something like that. It's one of the best hunters there are down here. One of the best fishermen. To see something like that, it's a real treat. It's like the poet said, your heart leaps up when you behold that natural thing that you feel connected to. So, all that to say, I'm grateful. Grateful for the chance to be back. I'm grateful for the few moments be immersed in this natural goodness, to feel it again, to know it's home, to know that part of me, to know that I am the pluff mud, I am the salt water, the oysters, that big old bird, the seagulls I can't name. Cause there's, well, probably not too many of them, but they're just not all that different enough. But maybe I should look a little harder. But it feels good to be back. So thank you to the Low Country. Just felt some rain. All right, now as I listen to that again, I get the sense that there's something brewing here in my thoughts, and I, I listen to it, and I, I think, oh, man, kind of self-critical, which all of us are in some way or another. I'm thinking, oh, man, I just sound like an idiot. <laughs> but I think what I'm doing is some of the uh, some of the emotions and the, the wording that's coming out. You know, I, I've tried to write poetry, and I think that's what— basis of a poem is just these thoughts these feelings and and building on that connection and so i, I realized today part of the reason i'm telling you this now i realized today that i got to write a poem about this stuff uh, this is really rich like that pluff mud it's just really rich material and uh so my challenge to you is to say okay well You may identify with my love of the marsh. Maybe you know that. Maybe you identify with a different place. Maybe it's the desert. Maybe it's uh, the Arctic tundra. I don't know. But I feel like as human beings, we can deeply connect and we can find deep meaning in that. And it's pretty mysterious. Like I I almost didn't want to talk about this topic at all because I felt like, you know, I I don't really understand this. I shouldn't be talking about it. But then after a while, it wouldn't go away and wouldn't go away. I kept wanting to talk about it, this nature connection. And I don't know, it didn't seem to fit. But then I realized, wow, it totally fits because the mystery of it all, the the misunderstanding is really what I'm after. I'm trying to figure all this out. I'm trying to discover, to uncover uh, deeper meaning here. That's why I choose to be creative, because it's this giant Uh, journey of exploration into the world and and what's better than exploring the things you that you love the outdoors the nature and experiences in the outdoors so i realized you know this mystery uh that's what that's really just what it's all about the mystery itself uh yeah i can't explain it because it's a mystery so uh and thinking about the mystery i i realized that a few months ago, I found on the internet some, some Native American prayers. And there was one in there that really struck me. And by the way, uh, a side note, this is kind of your uh, creative way today. I've been ending these podcasts with different creative things that you can do, these practical ways just to to live more inspired lives. Remember the tagline? So a practical thing that you can do, today's practical thing, is to Take notes electronically by sending things into an electronic notebook like Evernote. So uh, I was talking about the Native American uh, prayers and sayings that I came across on the internet and I saved a few of them in Evernote. I'll give you the details some other time on how to do that. But I found this one that uh, is from the Lakota Indians and I'm gonna say Indian and Native American uh, interchangeably. So forgive me if that bothers you. This is about the great spirit. It's the great spirit prayer. So I'm going to read this and we, at the end of it, we're going to talk about wakantanka. So here goes. Oh, great spirit whose voice I hear in the winds and whose breath gives life to all the world. Hear me. I need your strength and wisdom. Let me walk in beauty And make my eyes ever hold the red and purple sunset. Make my hands respect the things you have made and my ears sharp to hear your voice. Make me wise so that I may understand the things you have taught my people. Let me hear the lessons you have hidden in every leaf and rock. Help me remain calm and strong in the face of of all that comes towards me. Help me find compassion without empathy overwhelming me. I seek strength not to be greater than my brother, but to fight my greatest enemy, myself. Make me always ready to come to you with clean hands and straight eyes. So when life fades as the fading sunset, my spirit may come to you without shame. So that is the Great Spirit Prayer that was translated by the Lakota Sioux Chief Yellow Lark in 1887. Yes, I found that in the Internet. On the internet, I'll give you uh, a link on the webpage, which is at slash SC003. I will write that down in the show notes. Uh, So, why did I read that? Well, what's it got to do with nature? Well, everything, right? So, this was the process, a little bit of my creative process. So, I'm thinking about how much I love the outdoors, I love um, the marsh, and I'm thinking, you know, this there's a there's a mysterious spiritual connection here for sure, and uh, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I grew up in a Christian household, and uh, there's a whole lot about nature in the Bible. But you can't deny that Native Americans, they, you know, they, they have a closer connection to nature than than I do uh, in general, than than the than the Western world. And so I thought, you know. I'm going to go back in Evernote and find that and see if, see what happens, see what connects. And man, oh man, every single line of this connects to me and what I'm doing right now. Uh, you know, if you listen to, to the episode one and I talk about inspiration, that first line of this, whose voice I hear in the winds and whose breath gives life to all the world. I mean, that is straight out of that is straight out of uh, Genesis in the Bible. In, in the bible god creates the world uh, in in that great poem of genesis he creates the world with a breath and everything comes out of that and so how did you know how did the Native Americans and the and the jews they're not talking to each other thousands of years ago that we know of yet they're saying some of the same things uh, i'll pick up on this idea later in an upcoming episode talking about joseph campbell and his uh his deep, intense study of mythology, world mythology that's impacted me. But, I, you know, that's just right there, in, right in the front. I mean, what do I talk about? The very first podcast that I that I decide to make, I talk about inspiration. I talk about where that word comes from, God breathed. And here it is in my Evernote sitting there waiting for me the whole time. And, and this, uh, this ancient prayer, whose voice I hear in the winds, oh, great spirit, whose voice I hear in the winds and whose breath gives life to all the world, hear me. I need your strength and wisdom. Yes, don't we all? Let me walk in beauty. That's what we're talking about. Walking in beauty and making beauty. Uh, make my eyes ever hold the red and purple sunset. Um, ever holding something of beauty, that's what art is, right? You, you try to, to recreate it so that it lasts forever. Make my hands respect the things you've made and my ears sharp to hear your voice. Make me so wise I may understand the things you've taught my people. Let me learn the lessons you've hidden in every leaf and every rock. Uh, That's another, I I didn't realize this until this morning as as I was reflecting on this. Uh, A big part of why I started New Wild Media was to teach people about nature because I'm just fascinated by natural processes and by... Uh, just the amazing things that happen in the natural world that we just don't know about and it's all right there and it just can add so much meaning to our lives so that reminded me you know I really do want to still teach people about nature so uh, there it is right there in this uh, this prayer so Wakantanka um, what does that mean well Wakantanka is the word for great spirit. But it also translates to the great mystery. And so I want to leave that with you. Wakantanka, the great mystery and the great spirit. So I think with the whole creative process, uh, what we're chasing is a mystery, a mystery of ourselves. Oh, yes, by the way, that's uh, that line. I seek strength not to be greater than my brother, but to fight my greatest enemy, myself. Now, so much of, uh, so much of creativity. I, I don't even know how to explain this. Uh, that, that, that's a mystery, but I last, uh, in episode two, I talked about distraction. I talked about good versus great. That's what I mean. That's the greatest enemy of myself, the, uh, the ego. And, you know, how can we work towards the greater good and not be so self-focused? How can I be less concerned about what people are going to think and more concerned about making cool stuff, doing things that interest me, following my curiosity. You know, those are the struggles that we have to come about. You know, we all struggle with fears. We all struggle with issues that we feel like what we do is not going to be understood or accepted. Well, you know, we, there's a point where we got to say, well, so what, I'm just going to make this stuff because I have to, that's where I am. And, uh, I need strength to be greater than my not to be greater than my brother but to fight my greatest enemy myself. So man, Wonkan Tanka, Wonkan Tanka. Remember that. Now finally kids in the mud. What do I mean by kids in the mud? Well, you can uh you can maybe hopefully you heard how deeply connected I Am to the marsh, the the environment of the low country, the, the the smell of the mud. I'm not going to go through the list again, but uh, I got all that as a kid, and as a parent, I'm not so sure that my kids are getting to that nature connection as, as good as I did. I'm, I, you know, it's just our culture. I don't encourage my kids to go out in the neighborhood and play by themselves. I don't uh, ring the bell or. You know, when the, light, when, the, when the street lights come home, that means it's time to come on. It's time for you to come home. As kids in the 70s and 80s, I think many of us, we had a very different life. And that life usually involved a lot more connection to nature. Now, sure, you may have grown up in the, in the city. Maybe it wasn't that for you. But uh, so many of us had much more free reign than we give our kids today. And uh, thankfully, my kids have camp. They definitely have a connection to nature there. And uh, I'm glad of that. But I think as parents, we could get better about that, about connecting our kids. So I'm going to leave you with that thought. There's always room for improvement, right? So uh, just a reminder, I hope you will go back and listen to the other podcasts, one and two, if you haven't done that yet. And please subscribe to my newsletter at newwildmedia.com slash newsletter. Uh, It's not really a newsletter. Uh, It's the wrong name, but uh, that's where it's one of the ways you can find it. And uh, anyway, it's email updates just to keep you updated on what's coming down the pike and to get you access to some things that you wouldn't be able to get to otherwise. And just uh, I'm grateful, grateful for your listenership. So hope to see you in the next episode. Again, I'm David Bourne from newwildmedia.com. And this has been the Stay Creative Podcast. Have a great one.